Vincent Werbeck's Derby. So happy Christmas Eve. I think just over half an hour left to go until it's Christmas Day. And I wonder what the run-up to Christmas for you has been like this year. What has that journey towards Christmas been? I wonder it's been a bit hectic, stressful at times. Or it might be actually that because of life situation, Christmas feels a bit painful this year. Or perhaps it's the opposite, and you're someone who absolutely loves Christmas, had all your presents wrapped by the end of November, have just been celebrating for the last few weeks, and can't wait for tomorrow to begin. I imagine for lots of us, it's probably a bit of a mix of both of those things. I know there's lots I absolutely love about Christmas, but actually there's other things that sometimes I find quite tough about it. I wonder what you're feeling right now as the day approaches One of the things which often happens at Christmas is that we go off on journeys, don't we, to visit friends and family. And I was remembering a Christmas Eve uh, quite a few years ago now, where, I shouldn't say for the first time, but I think it's the only time, we were planning to go out for this meal on Christmas Eve. And we were all travelling from different parts of the country to be together. So there was quite a bit of pressure not to be late because the restaurant was booked. And I'd been working quite long hours up to Christmas, so it got to Christmas Eve, and I still had those kind of last few presents to get. So I whizzed out, got them, got back, and the thing which always catches me out every Christmas is wrapping up the presents. It always takes longer. So I'm really sorry if you've still got presents to wrap when you get home, and now that's filling you with dread. But I finally got them all wrapped, I got them into the car, and I was ready to go. And I went to grab my purse, because I knew I didn't have petrol. And you know when you go to grab something and it's just not where you expect it to be? So there's a couple of places you look and then you start thinking, oh no, this is a bit strange. So I took all the bags out of the car, searched them, still couldn't find it. My stress levels were rising. I went back to the shops I'd been in, um, asked them, no one had it. So I was walking back and it's that horrible feeling, isn't it, when you know your only option is to cancel your cards. And the problem is, once you've done that, even if you find your purse two minutes later, those cards are cancelled. And doing it on Christmas Eve is not a good time with all the bank holidays. But I cancelled my cards. I went to my neighbour slightly awkwardly to ask for some cash so I could get petrol to go to this family meal. And then at which time I was really late, and so I opened the fridge door and get something to eat quickly before I go. And there was my purse. I don't know how it got there. It's one of those Christmas mysteries. All I can imagine is I got back and I was like frantic and I put it in. And then I got stuck in horrendous traffic. And by the time I arrived at that Christmas meal, there was not much Christmas spirit left in me. And we've never attempted to go out for a meal on Christmas Eve again. But so often when we see kind of adverts on TV or pick up magazines... They paint this picture of a perfect Christmas where everything is just wonderful and everyone is happy and nothing goes wrong. And yet most of us know that simply isn't the truth. I really like, there's um, something going around social media this year from the Samaritans. It's kind of their advert. And it says, it's that time of year where it all gets too much for some. Christmas is a lot of pressure to be perfect. Images everywhere of happy families in matching PJs, eating luxurious foods, laughing and having fun. No one is having a drunken row, struggling with money or feeling lonely on the adverts. 
I wonder kind of who tells you what Christmas should be like, whether your expectations come from the world. And then sometimes when Christmas is different, that can feel really hard. One of my, um, I'm not great on social media, I don't even have a Twitter account, but the only time I look at it is these few days leading up to Christmas. Because there's this amazing thing called Do They Know It's Christmas? I don't know if you've seen it. And it's where people post their kind of seasonal sleeping arrangements of where you go and stay with different people. Luke 2 verse 7 says, Mary wrapped Jesus in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Jesus is Son of God when he came at Christmas time. There wasn't even a guest room for him. He was born in what was probably a cave. Often we talk about it as a stable. But actually, more likely, it was a cave that was used for housing animals. It would have been cold. It would have been dirty. And no doubt smelly if there were animals. And this young couple, whose lives had been interrupted by these visits of angels, they went on this journey. Life had been turned upside down. They traveled for about 90 miles in tough terrain over several days. Mary would have been heavily pregnant. It would have been a tough time for her. Joseph, no doubt, was worrying about the woman he loved and this unborn child. It would have been, kind of, if we look at it from worldly eyes, far from a perfect Christmas. It was a much tougher journey or a much tougher time than when I lost my purse and that, that day when I had stress. And then when they arrive in this place, because of the census, there's no room. All their relatives would have been full, no space for them to stay. So they end up staying in this cave. It's so different, isn't it, from how often we think about Christmas when we now see children acting it out. And we forget that for that, young that for that young couple, actually, it would have been a tough time. In the Gospel of Matthew, he doesn't really talk about the angel singing or the shepherds visiting. He just gets straight to the point. And what he talks about at that moment is Joseph wondering whether to divorce Mary and how he can do it in an honoring way to her. But what happens? God interrupts Joseph because he's got a much bigger purpose. He's got this plan which he wants Joseph to be part of, to fulfill. And what happened changed the course of history. And what happened is something now which people all over the world are celebrating right now. It's the reason we've come out in the middle of the night, this is much later than I normally go out, to our 11 o'clock midnight service, whatever, as Phil said, that means. But we've come out to celebrate this baby who was born 2,000 years ago to this young couple who no one really knew about. And too ripe that we've come out because actually it's the greatest hope for the world. It's the greatest hope there's been and there'll ever be because we're celebrating the fact that the Son of God came to earth. So as we continue on life's journeys with its ups, with its downs, with its good times, with its tough times. What does the Christmas story mean for us in 2019 in Derby? We're just going to look at three really brief things. I've made them all start the same letter. Someone warned me earlier that they might fall asleep um, while I'm talking because it's late. Actually, it's quite dark, so I can't see lots of you, so don't worry if you are having a quick snooze. But I thought if I put them all with the same letter, it might actually help us to remember them. 
So this Christmas story is all about, firstly, the presence, not presents which we're going to open, but it's about the presence of God. It's about God, Emmanuel, with us. Matthew 1, verse 23 says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us here tonight. At Christmas time, Jesus came down from heaven. He left this incredible place full of all the wonders that it has, and he chose to come down here to earth to be among us and to be with us. He chose to come into this place which is messy and chaotic. And when we say that God is Emmanuel, it's not us kind of um, praying that or saying, God, will you come and be with us? But it's making a statement. It's saying that God is with us. He's not just among us, but he's with us. Jesus isn't out there. Jesus isn't kind of up there, but he's here right now. His presence is here. And when it talks in the Old Testament about God with us, it's about this a real presence of God helping individuals. It doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy. It doesn't mean that our problems simply disappear. But it means that we can face them with God. A really good friend of mine, Mel, was diagnosed with cancer several years ago when we were in our early 20s. And it was an absolute shock. It didn't run in her family. We weren't expecting it. She was a teacher, and it was kind of the day before we went back to school. And um, one of the things about Mel was that she loved Jesus, and she loved to worship Jesus. And just a couple of days after her diagnosis, she was in church worshiping him. And I remember someone coming up to her and saying, like, you know, we just didn't expect you to see you in church. Like, after the news you've got, kind of almost, why are you here? And I'll never forget what Mel said, because she just said, I wouldn't choose to go through what I'm going through. I wouldn't choose to have had that diagnosis. But if I've got to go through it, I'm not going through it on my own. I'm going to go through it with God by my side. And she had a long battle of cancer for over 15 years, and then she went home to heaven. But actually, the difference for her of knowing that God was with her, it just made such a difference. And the great news is that Jesus coming is that this presence of God we now have is an everlasting presence, that it will go on forever. There's so much about Christmas, and there's lots I love, and I love getting it all ready. But then actually, Christmas comes and goes fairly quickly, doesn't it? And I have every year those couple of presents I really stress about. There's always a couple of people, aren't there, who are really difficult to buy for. But actually, that stress comes and goes. But this presence of Jesus, him being with us, is not just for Christmas Day and Boxing Day or until we put away those um, nativity sets which we have. But actually, it's for all of 2020 and for this next decade and for our, our time beyond our time here on earth. We're told in that passage in Isaiah, which is all about the foretelling of Jesus. I love that passage. It's such an amazing description. And it tells us that God is our everlasting Father. His presence is with us forever. 
And just like the passage in Matthew, it kind of starts with this promise of God with us. Actually, the very last verse as well is Jesus speaking to his followers. And it's this Emmanuel promise where he says to his followers, I am with you always to the very end of age. And that's for each of us in here tonight. Jesus is with us to the very end of age. So firstly, we've got God's presence. And then secondly, you get two Ps for the second point. We've got God's protection and God's peace. His protection and peace. Isaiah also tells us that Jesus is a mighty God and he's the prince of peace. He's a mighty God and he's a prince of peace. So often when people know about Jesus and they kind of know about Christmas, they almost leave Jesus as a baby in a manger. And when they do that, they miss out on so much. They miss out on the fact that Jesus actually is the mighty God. And this mighty God is for us. And we don't need to fear because we can take refuge, we can take shelter in him. The Bible talks about that. And as we find our home in him, we can then experience peace. When Joseph is trying to work out what to do about Mary and the situation he finds himself in, he doesn't know what to do, and he's in quite a unique situation, isn't he? He can't just go and ask someone else who's experienced it before because no one else has. So he's in this dilemma. He's trying to work out what to do. And it tells us that this angel appears to Joseph in a dream. And this angel says to Joseph, don't be afraid. You don't need to fear. And that's not because life was going to be easy. It's not because the circumstances were about to change. But he doesn't need to fear because God is with him. Jesus is bigger than those storms we face in life. And I know for some of you right now, you're facing some pretty big storms. And there'll be people here, and I don't know the tough times that you're facing. But Jesus promises to be with you, and he promises to protect you and to be your peace. And because God is strong, because he's this mighty God, it actually means that we don't have to be strong all the time, that we can rely on God. When my friend Mel was ill, and lots of you will have experienced, I know some of you even this year have watched people you love suffer. There were some difficult times. There were some painful times. But knowing God's peace at those moments, knowing his protection, it just made all the difference. Knowing when actually it felt too hard to watch someone I love suffer, knowing in those moments I could go home and actually I could find my shelter, I could find my refuge in God. As we continue on this journey of life, let's choose to make God our refuge. Let's choose to find our home in him and allow him to wrap his arms around us, allow him this Christmas time to wrap his arms around us and to experience his love, his peace, and his protection. So firstly, are you still awake? We've got Jesus' presence. We've got his peace and his protection. And then thirdly, 
we are pardoned. It kind of means to forgive. It's a slightly more old-fashioned word, but forgive doesn't begin with P, so I went for pardoned. Um, it, it says, Matthew 1, verse 21, She, being Mary, will give birth to her son, and you to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And sins is simply a word, you know, saying those things that we do wrong. We all have things that we've done wrong and things that we will do wrong. And when I was kind of thinking again about how we're forgiven because of Jesus, I, I was just chose to look up the word forgiven and thesaurus. And they gave four words, like kind of alternative words for it. And they all were so spot on for tonight. The first was pardon, so I was very excited. That was my P. It all fitted in. But then it went on to say that uh, the next two were reinstated, taken back. And I think, actually, that is what God does with us. Because of Jesus coming at Christmas, because of him coming and him dying for us, we're taken back into a relationship with God. And then the fourth word or words they had were welcomed home. That we're welcomed home because of Jesus coming down at Christmas, we can be welcomed again into the arms of our loving Father. We can be welcomed again into the arms of God. And wherever our homes are like right now, whether actually we don't even know where our home really is, whether perhaps in this past year you've had to leave your home because it's not safe for you to be there, you can find your home in Jesus. He is there waiting for you. And because we have this home in Jesus and because we're forgiven by him, we can continue on on this journey, leaving the baggage, leaving the guilt, the shame from those wrong things we've done behind. We can continue on knowing freedom. We can continue on knowing this wonderful gift of forgiveness, knowing again this Christmas time the wonders and all it means to be forgiven and set free. Because Christianity isn't about good morals. It's not about good advice, but it's the good news of Jesus. It's about the good news of Jesus coming to earth, dying as, sorry, coming to earth as a baby and then dying on a cross so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be welcomed home again. And that is worth celebrating this Christmas. It's worth celebrating next Christmas. And it's worth celebrating every day in between. Because this is the truth which gives us hope. In just a short while, we're going to celebrate communion together. It's like our family meal. And we choose to celebrate it tonight as we enter into Christmas. Because we want to pause and we want to remember all that Jesus has done for us. We want to pause and remember that tonight we can come home again and be welcomed into the arms of our Father. We can find our home in him. And so my prayer is that for each of us, whether we're excited about tomorrow, whether we feel a little bit apprehensive about tomorrow, that we'll know again the peace and the love of Jesus and all that means to each of us. Amen. Oh,